0: to another awesome episode of Black Crew Call you guys. I'm your host K Montgomery. Today we have our first ever stunt woman. I'm so excited to talk to her. I think that she's going to give you guys great insight into what she does, into all the things that go into making great action sequences. She's been involved in some really amazing things. Um, some crazy stunts, some fire burns even. And so I'm so excited to talk to Cheryl Lewis today. Welcome to the show, Cheryl.
1: Hello. Wow. Thank you for that introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited
0: to have you. I feel like sometimes we think we know, what a stunt performer does, but I think there are a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that we're not quite aware of, so if you could just run down for us, I don't know what what how would you describe your job as a stunt woman?
1: I'm an action actor, an athlete that does the more challenging and physical Sequences for film and television, whether that be a stunt performer, a stunt actor, utility stunts, or most of the time it's going to be stunt double, where an actor is portraying this character, but that actor might not have the necessary skill set or training for certain things, Mm -hmm. or it's just more risky the actor to do it so that's when a stunt double will be called and that would be the stunt performer who matches the actor in size shape the profile Mm -hmm. so when you combine the two it'll look seamlessly in the storytelling for the action sequence whether it be or something that's a little bit more risky hanging from A hot air balloon might not necessarily be an action sequence, but it's going to be pretty risky.
0: Got you. So Cheryl, I mean, how do you train for something like that? Like just that idea of hanging from a hot air balloon. You done got me now. That took me all the way out because I'm afraid of heights. So I'm just like, (laughs) how do you
1: even? Everything. uh, So uh, stunt performers, they get into it by different methods. Everyone gets into it differently, but mostly it's because of a skill set or an activity in sports that you had Mm -hmm. and you have that knowledge and training and experience. So for me, it was, I was a gymnast Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So from gymnastics, then I became a dancer. So I was that dancer that can tumble. And then my other skill sets, I just added on to complement what I was doing. Somebody might be a professional high diver or a BMX biker. Things like that can help you. So for me, for training, I'm always going to do my martial arts, my gymnastics. I'll still take dance classes. Oh, wow. And all of that is a part of my training. And then on top of that, those certain elements that are very particular for the stunt industry. You can know how to fight, Mm -hmm. but you need to know how to fight for film. That's different. Mm -hmm. So a a boxer is gonna hit somebody in the face, (laughs) but if you're on a movie set and you're portraying a boxer or doing a fight, you need to know how to, Look like you're hitting somebody in the face, but not hit them Mm. in the face, and that's another skill set and training. Whether it's going to be, you know, knowing your distance, knowing how to throw a punch for the camera, but also if you're on the receiving end, uh, reactions know how to do that reaction to whether someone is 90 pounds and hits you, the way your head moves is going to be different than if somebody is 190 pounds and hit you that reaction is going to be bigger and that's also Mm -hmm. part of the acting part of being a stunt performer
0: so you said an interesting thing earlier that I hadn't really considered you said some stuff just may be risky so you just have to be really brave I'm assuming like where did you get those guts when you talk about (laughs) (laughs) hanging from a hanging from a hot air balloon i just imagine a really adventurous kid especially as a gymnast jumping and flipping off of all kinds of stuff i mean what was the beginning of that journey for like you i mean journey for with you
1: for me i was always an athlete i did gymnastics was on the softball team swim team volleyball team And danced when I was a kid. My parents could not wait until I got my driver's license because my (laughs) schedule was crazy. So, those skill sets will help you. So, the risk factor for me is being confident in my training and experience Mm. doing all these sports and other skill sets, whether it's throwing a front kick or as an airless. Having that grip strength to hang and knowing that I can pull myself back up. Wow. So it's all about the training, the knowledge, the skill set, and continue practicing and training to make sure your skill sets are on point and to get new skill sets and learn uh, new sets and skills and and activities, I just love learning something that I don't know how to do. You know, oh, let's try this. Let's go mm-hmm. to I don't know an axe throwing, wow, <laughs> <laughs> club. Who, who knows? You know, whatever it may be, but it's all about learning and training, and having that discipline to continue with it. Mm-hmm. So then, when you're called upon it, it's second nature. Wow, you. It's there within you.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. The idea of that discipline too, I bet it's kind of overlooked. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of your, because I was reading through, I think the thing that stood out to me most was the burn. Oh, the fire burn. The fire burns. I was just like, (sighs) so tell me a little bit about that experience. Maybe explain it to our audience a little bit.
1: Okay. Again, for me, um, I'm a math in physics and science person. Okay. So with any activity, any sport, mm-hmm. it's all about physics and knowing what that physics entails whether you're an ice skater and you need to be on your outside edge or inside edge. If you're a gymnast knowing where your shoulders are in relationship to your hips or your hands. Oh. Um elements like that. So with the fire burn, it's knowing that science behind fire. So there is a science behind fire. What creates fire? How fire um, maintains? So when doing a fire burn, you have to be aware of that, and then you have to take the precautions for yourself and your body. That means fire gel, um, fire-proof clothing, from your underlayers to your overlayers, and then the costume will be um, treated with a fire um uh, retardant chemical. Okay. just like most children's, I believe most children's um, pJs, yeah, are treated with a fire retardant. Chemical.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes they'll have a tag on that. I've always wondered.
1: That's so- exactly. So that would be something that would be on the outer costume when you're doing a fire burn. I have my safety layers underneath, but then what wardrobe am I wearing needs to be treated hmm. as well? Okay. So I have my layers on, and then you have an accelerant. So maybe somebody they'll put. It seems crazy, but something that's uh, flammable that will catch on fire quickly, Mm -hmm. like glue. A certain glue will be put on your wardrobe and then they will literally take a blue torch and light it so that I also have to be aware where the accelerant is Mm -hmm. on my clothes, whether it's full body or maybe it's just on my upper back. Maybe it's on the bottom of my my legs, maybe it's on my arm. Mm -hmm. So where that accelerant is, where they're gonna light me on fire, and then how fire behaves, which way am I moving with that flame? Because air, as we all know, air will help full fuel a fire.
0: Right.
1: So which way am I turning? Am I going? It's gonna affect which way though the fire is going to move and behave. And then you have your safety team where you lay down and people will come with a fire extinguisher or a fire blanket to put you out. Wow.
0: That, I mean, I'm just, you give such a good description. So I can just see it in my mind's eye and it's just wild. Like, yeah. So I think, yeah, when you say... I'm just like, there's a certain amount of courage that needs to go into it too. But how you say, you know, I understand the physics. I understand fire. I have my training down. Just all of those different things coming into play.
1: Um, Yes. And for for me, I don't know about anybody else. Just for me personally, that part is so important. Because then it helps with that level of confidence Mm -hmm. that you have as a performer. I mean, nothing is perfect. Anything can go wrong at any time, but you you plan for the worst and hope for the best.
0: Okay, yeah. So as
1: long sense. as you have your, your out, your A, B, and C, what's going to happen? What do I do if something, if this goes wrong? What do I do if the wind picks up and the flames get bigger than I expected to do? What do I do? what does the safety team do? How do they respond if this happens? What signals do we have Mm -hmm. to communicate with one another for these circumstances? So all of that needs to be considered and applied. So then it's not such a crazy wow thing to do when everything else is in place.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. So
1: Coming from that,
0: what do you think is often overlooked as an important skill or important quality of a stunt person?
1: That knowledge and understanding, again, for me personally, it's all about the physics and knowing um, how to fall Mm. correctly. What's the surface I'm falling on so that I can do it for take one and if needed, you know, take 10. (laughs) so and also I believe just you have to continue training and honing those skills and make sure that they're they're up to the level where they need to be and that that takes time it takes energy effort and also takes money so sometimes that's not always available all the time do I go here and take this class for $50? Do I have that $50? Maybe not this week. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to my gym and work on certain things that I know my muscles need to be activated. Is my back strong enough or my arms strong enough? Do I have the flexibility to fall down and get back up from from the ground? Yeah. So I'm going to train that way I'm going to go to the park and play. Some of the best skill sets you have are things that you did when you were a kid. Oh, Can wow. you still do the monkey bars? <laughs> <laughs> Can I still climb a rope? Oh, yeah. Can I do the wheelbarrow or just roll properly? Mm-hmm. Rolling in a rolling in a straight line. If I'm going to jump out of a car, Yeah. I have to be able to roll in a straight line so as to not be in the way of that vehicle. Right. So that's my core work. So if I get up in the morning, let me do some planks. Let me work on my core. There's all those little things that I can do. Some things I can't practice, but I can always train for. I can't, I'm not going to practice a car hit, but I'm going to train for a car hit. That
0: makes a lot of sense. I love that. I'm not going to practice, but you can train for it. See, that's really interesting. That's a good That's good for, I think, people listening who are interested in it to hear, you know, that they need to not necessarily practice, but to train. That's a really good point. Yes. So what advice would you have for people, specifically Black people, interested in coming into this space, interesting and, interested in stunt
1: work? There's nothing that you can't do. Don't, I. Oh my goodness, it, it just mm, grinds my gears when people, <laughs> Black people don't swim, Black people don't do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and that is, it's so not true. Anyone ever says that to anybody of color, don't listen to them because they don't know what the F they're talking about.
0: Amen. It's, listen, it's, honey, you haven't seen Cheryl. She's doing <laughs> it all, girl. What did you mean?
1: <laughs> it's all in your scope and all in your ability. And and it's those baby steps. And I'm a big believer of that, the progression, Mm -hmm. learning how to walk before you can run to get the foundations there strong so that you can move in a very intelligent and meaningful way with your skills. Um, quick story I remember I was doing a show and this other performer who had a tumbling pass big back flips and someone else in the show got injured the director's like okay um you fit the costume you go and it's going to be easy you're just going to do a back walk over in this scene and he's like oh I can't do a back walk over and the director and choreographers would they were like what you're you've been doing backflips and back tucks in this part of the show but he was one of these performers that learned all the big moves first oh. and then when they asked him oh it's going to be easy just do a backwalker he, he couldn't do it he didn't learn the basics and i yes. always remember that and learn the basics learn it well because people will tell what that skill set is and it's safer I'd rather have somebody that has that control and knowledge Mm. how to do something correctly than someone doing something big and flashy and don't know what the proper technique and method is Mm -hmm. of what they're doing. So I always take class, even no matter what age you are. When I started dancing, I was older than most people because I was a gymnast first. Mm -hmm. So when I started dancing and going to to ballet class and not knowing so much of that vocabulary at a certain age, and everyone's like, you know, looking at me, but it's like, that's okay. I had some basics because of gymnastics, because of Mm -hmm. the floor routine. I did have to know certain ballet movements. So let me go to class. Let me get my foundation. I'm not a ballerina, I'm not a ballet dancer, but that is part of the foundation of all dance is ballet. So let me take that class. And then I can go on to the jazz class and the Martin class and the musical theater class and the tap class. But I wanted to make sure I got that foundation, even though I was the oldest one in the the beginner basic
0: (laughs) (laughs) class. It's okay. Right. But you make a good point that's integral and can go across so many um, professions, especially when you're talking about the industry. Right. That idea of getting your basics down. And I mean, anything you do, especially in this industry, you're going to have people that were doing it, you know, since they were six, you know, they have parents in the business. They know all about it. They've been said, it. You know, they're half of their life. But like you can't let that like you were like you were saying, you can't have that hold you back. Sometimes you're going to be the oldest person in class. And that's just how it is. You just have to accept <laughs> it. You know what I mean? If you want to, like you say, you got to get your foundation right. If you want to get your foundation right. You can't worry about, you know, how it looks to be the oldest person in the class or maybe the one that doesn't you know know all the terminology you just got to learn that stuff you got to put yourself out there so i love that you make that point
1: yes and and it, it it can only help you and also you know do what you like your passion whether that is martial arts or parkour or tricking or skateboarding or snowboarding start off with What's true to your heart, and then build on other skill sets from there. Mm -hmm. For me, also being a martial artist, when I first went to my first Taekwondo class, people were like, oh my goodness, they were surprised, even though I'm a white belt and I was able to do these things. It's because I had the discipline from being a dancer, which was the discipline from being a gymnast. Mm And then when I went to take my, my belt test, you have to know forms and do the forms. And my instructor, oh, you can double test. And everyone's like, why is she double testing? <laughs> said, well, she knows the forms. Why does she know the form? Because I was a dancer and I did shows and I had to look, you know choreography. So you're doing a musical, you have you could have five dance numbers that you have to know the choreography and blocking for. Right. Along with the, the the dialogue and the music, so my mind was already geared to that kind of process. Mm-hmm. So then, when I went into martial arts class, for me to have three forms in my head and learn them and re- remember them very quickly, and retain it was nothing. Oh, wow. So even though I started off, you know, the white belt older. The instructor noticed that. He's like, oh, yes, you can double test. Oh, you can double test again. And okay. so I was able to progress quicker than some other people. And that was because all the skill sets and training and background that I had prior mm-hmm. to taking that first Taekwondo class.
0: Those transferable skills. That's
1: awesome. Those transferable skills. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't downplay those, what you did over here. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it can help you over here. Keep them all.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. I love that. So tell me a little bit about, I hate asking someone's favorite. So I like to say one of your favorites or one of your most enjoyable um, times on set as a stunt person, because I know you do a lot of other stuff, but we're talking specifically about stunts today. What was one of your uh, most enjoyable um, stunts that you did on set?
1: I have two categories for that. Okay. Okay, the first one would be Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. Because it was female prison. So there'd be some times where there'd be these big bras, and this would be the one time where you would have a group of 10 female stunt performers on set at the same time. Oh, that's awesome. There's so many shows where there's only one or maybe there's two, Mm -hmm. but to have us all there, and usually we don't see each other because if you're working on another show, they only need one or two females, Mm -hmm. and here, not only are there many females, but you're not necessarily having to be a double. You're just part of the inmates, and you're going to have a big fight, and when we have those brawls, it is just (laughs) It is just so much fun. You know, you're punching like and, and people making jokes and like, and just laughing. So that was, and then the outfits you're in. You know, you're in your jumpers. It's the most comfortable. <laughs> See, that's a good point. That Wardrobe thought. for females ever. I'm not in a tight skirt. I'm not in, you know, unrealistic high heels. Yep. So those big bras with all my other Female badass stunt performers for Orange is the New Black was always fun and a good time. So that's that one, that's one category. And another one was it was a challenging, difficult stunt. And I love the fact that the stunt coordinator thought of me, gave me the opportunity because he knew I had the skill set and ability to do it. And I did it. So this was for Shameless. And I was a stunt double for a character. And she's riding in the back of an ambulance. And so the stunt is the character. I pop up out of the, the gurney in the back of the ambulance, open up the ambulance door, it's moving jump out of the back of the ambulance, oh hit the ground, stand up into a car head. Oh, my gosh. So all of that is one take. And for me, it's, again, it's all the physics and working everything out and knowing. So I'm going to. So the ambulance is moving that direction. I'm jumping out this direction. I have to throw open the door. And when the crew's like, now, when you throw open the door, make sure you give it an extra push so it will lock open because there's a camera in the back of the ambulance and they want to get that shot. So then when I hit the ground, the first car that comes swerves and misses me.
0: Oh my god! And
1: then the second car, when I stand up, that's where the car hit is. (gasps) And it's all one take. I know because of physics that when I jump out because I'm going in the opposite direction of the ambulance, which is a heavier the big heavy vehicle, you know, things in motion stay in motion, things at rest stay in rest, that energy is gonna pull me that way. So I'm jumping out this way, I'm gonna fall back. So I know that when I jump out forward, I'm gonna fall back on my ass. So okay, be prepared for that. Stand up, Par head. So we do the first take everything went well and because it is a more risky dangerous stunt, the everybody was there the producers all the big wigs Mm -hmm. were on set that day and I did it and they freaked out oh gosh and they come oh my what the character doesn't die it was too violent for them (laughs) it's like and the coordinates, like, it's it's a car hit. It's, I know it's a car hit, friend. And they never give you the whole script. Oh, they're very protective of everything. So when they're like, but the character doesn't die, I, <laughs> uh, okay, like, can you do it again? What? I mean, what, so- like, softer?
0: Like the car hits you, but not really? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I can understand why they wouldn't give you the full. I can understand the whole thing with the script because Shameless was a huge show. Like Shameless was a very big deal. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about the second take. I'm stressed out now,
1: Cheryl. I'm stressed out. So, so that's when you talk with um, the, the st- driver who's driving the car. And so we're discussing it. It's like, okay, I can go a little slower. And then also what we did was we took out air in the front tires. So the car's like this, taking out air in the front tires will put it more of an aerodynamic angle, uh-huh. So now that front end is closer to the ground and it's closer to me so I can do more of a roll up on top of the hood as opposed to that kind of impacted hit this way. Oh wow. Way. So that's something that we can do to lessen what the visual impact of that car hit is going to look like. Those measures there. So we did that and the second take was great. And then they're like, great. Now, can, can you be more in the middle of the car? Oh my gosh. Listen. Like, so it's so the camera, so it's just your right on the coordinate. looks like, do you have one more in you? I'm like, okay, okay. So again, this is all in one take. So again, back to one. I'm back in the back of the ambulance. That stunt driver is driving the ambulance that way. I sit up. I'm I'm I always mark out my steps so I know what foot is forward, right or mm-hmm. left for when I'm jumping out of the vehicle. So I have my feet in my footing right throw open the back of the door jump out hit the ground the first car misses me stand up do the car hit in the middle of the car as directed and then that was they love that and everyone's happy and everyone's you know going home in one piece and you know <laughs> walking away from from the stunt so that's always a great day that able to accomplish it safely and the director is happy with it and it's what it needed for the story, for the script, for that narrative. So Wow. That's, so that's many
0: adjustments day. on the spot though. Like you really had to have a whole bring a whole nother skill set, right? Because then now you're rolling on the hood when it was just a hit. It's just like, oh my gosh, on the spot. You guys are Corey. Like having to change up the choreography to it felt feels like to me an additional stunt. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That's a lot of on the just like in the moment, on the ground, having to be yes. flexible, being willing to mix it up and use a whole number. exactly.
1: And this is gonna happen from time to time and you you have to go with it. Mm-hmm. But in some cases, you have to have the presence to say no if that's necessary go and that's sometimes that's the hardest thing to do if it might be to the coordinator might be to the director who's asking for something because their mind and their visualization of something it can it can get crazy sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to say not this but this.
0: you have to give another option. That's a really good point. So I'm imagining that you watch TV and film a lot differently than a normal person does because you're watching for the stunts and, oh, that was done well, or "Mm, they shouldn't have done that. Or I can see where they cut that and that's wrong. So have you watched anything recently, TV or film where you were really impressed with the stunts?
1: Yes. I mean, there's so many, like just, awesome and you know (laughs) jaw-dropping moments um I love I love Stranger Things oh yeah just the incorporation of the stunts and the elements with the storytelling
2: Mm
1: -hmm. for me personally I don't like when something is done just to be cute or clever or see what we can do. Mm-hmm. I don't like when stunts are like, ta-da, you know, <laughs> look at me. I'm going to wait for the applause. But when it's part of the storytelling and those elements are working out seamlessly, mm-hmm. that is what really, because I'm a myself. And when I'm watching a film or TV, I want those aspects to, to merge. So I love that. Um, atomic blonde, that, Action film. Mm-hmm. I love that oh, not only because of the stunts, but because the main badass was female.
0: Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, right? And yes.
1: It, yeah. And again, and then um with the her stunt doubles are just incredible. You know, women, athletes, performers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that kind of storytelling, where they're not afraid to have the female be the one kicking ass. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's also inspiring to see. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to wrap up, but first, just as an aside, people, we do um, purely audio. So no one's going to be able to see your hat, but your hat says stunt POC. And I have to ask you about it before we finish up. Tell me about your hat.
1: So stuntpoc.com is a website database for stunt performers of color. Okay. Because a lot of times in this industry, again, you'll have, the stunt coordinator is the head of the department.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is the manager. He is the person, mm-hmm. and I keep saying he, that hires. Because majority of the time, the stunt coordinator it's gonna be that default. It's gonna be white and male.
2: Hmm.
1: Even if they're working on shows that have a majority of the cast black or someone of color or female. Wow. Okay. So a lot of times, unfortunately, they don't they're they don't realize who's out there and what we can do. Gotcha. Sometimes they oh we need a black female that can skateboard, and because they don't know any, they think it doesn't exist. <laughs> wow! And you. so, Stunt PLC was created by Juandis, and because we needed that database of like no, there's. Capable men and women, people of color who -hmm. can swim, skateboard, ride a horse, do gymnastics, ski, everything. There's no reason for you to say, oh, oh, well, there isn't any. And then they'll hire someone Caucasian and it still happens and do a paint down. The
0: paint down still happens.
1: It still happens, no unfortunately. Okay.
0: Explain to our audience right quick, because I just learned about paint down maybe three years ago and it just blew my mind, Cheryl. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy to me. So kind of explain to our audience what the paint down is. Uh,
1: uh, paint down is a, uh, a lesser term for blackface. Let's put it that way. So you'll have a situation where you might need a stunt double the actor, the character in this film or TV is Black. They need to perform a certain activity, a certain piece of action, a certain skill set. And so you need that stunt double that can do that skill set. And then they think there's not a Black person that can do that skill set. So they will hire a Caucasian individual and then. Paint down, paint, put on dark makeup so they can match that actor who is Black, literally match that actor who is Black. So they'll take a white performer and put dark makeup on them so they will look like they're Black to perform that stunt. And that is a paint down. And that unfortunately still happens. I and I so attribute, again, back to the fact that most of the coordinators are that default, the white male, and they just don't know any. That's mm-hmm. not their circle. That's not where they they reside in. So because they don't know any, they think it doesn't exist. Mm. You can ask, like, name five Black pianists. Oh, because you can't name them? You think they don't exist? Right. Oh, like, such a good point. That's crazy, <laughs> but this is what happens. So they'll grab a stunt performer that they know and paint them. Right. And that's where the paint downs come. And you also have wigging where a male performer will put on a wig to portray a female. Wow. And a lot of times that happens with driving because mm-hmm. they feel that Oh, I, I'm not going to say what they feel or think but sometimes the inclination is that there's no female driver that can do this particular move oh, that boy. matches this actor so I'm just going to do it and I'm going to put on the wig Wait. and get behind the wheel
0: oh the wow. car. so
1: that's wigging
0: Wow. Well I'm glad I asked you about Stump POC. So stump POC dot com. Yes. To, check it out. Yeah. Get the word out. These these um
1: and stump POC is also on Instagram and Okay. Follow them Ooh, there.
0: Good to know. Okay. So people can give it a follow and check it yes. out. Yes. Yeah, so because that's really important. There's no reason in why in twenty twenty three you were, you know painting people down still that's insane to me especially when Cheryl is out here honey Cheryl is out here what are y'all doing (laughs) all right Cheryl so um, I personally consider this podcast to be an act of service because I do it for the community Um, I'm doing it to expose people uh, to professions that they might not know about this might be people's first time meeting or speaking hearing from a black stunt woman. And so I I just feel like it's really important and needed exposure, um, to the community, to the black community. It
1: is, it is, and it's, it's, it's there, it's available. And if anyone has any questions, um, thoughts, you know, please feel free to reach out because, um, we're there, we're capable and this area needs to grow.
0: Yeah. And you're on Instagram at Cheryl in action, right?
1: That is correct. That's
0: correct. So you guys give, give her a follow on her Instagram. So I'm wondering why is giving back so important to you? Because when I reached out to you, you you were like, absolutely. Like I'm in interview me. When, what, when can we do it? And so that really stood out to me that you're a person that, is very into giving back. So why is giving back so important to you?
1: For me, I was that little girl who loved gymnastics. A a quick backstory. My mother is an educator. So during the summer, she had her summers off like (laughs) us kids. Mm -hmm. You can't be in the house all day. So I would have activities, gymnastics. Then I would go to swim lessons come home, eat lunch, take a nap, and go back to gym, a, another gymnastics class. <laughs> and yet all these activities and, you know, you plant so many seeds, which one will take, which one will grow? Mm-hmm. Gymnastics for me, that that was it. Fell in love, loved it. But there was no other Black gymnast in my, my visual.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was the only one at school. I was just, I was always the only one. Wow. And if I could have to see someone look that looked like me, I mean, now it's different for gymnastics, but Mm -hmm. there's so many other areas that there are people that are the only ones. Because when I was sitting in my room reading my gymnastics, international gymnastics magazine, even though I was the only one, I knew I wasn't the only one. Gotcha. Yeah, I knew I wasn't, I was the only one in this area that I was in. But I, I was like, there's probably somebody like me in, you know, Ohio. A little black girl mm-hmm. doing gymnastics, flipping around in her front yard, wanting to take classes. There's, I, yeah, I knew I was the only one, but I knew I wasn't the only one. And what helps is to see. It sounds like a cliche, seeing is believing. Mm-hmm to see someone that looks like you being represented to, yes, we we do this. This is not some far-fetched notion. And that's why television and film is so important because this idea that we don't do this or we're not capable, I think comes from other people themselves not seeing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now for gymnastics, it's not because they see it so much now that it's not even a thing. Right. Um, to see, you know, a young Black girl, you know, doing her thing, winning all around on the high school college Olympic level mm-hmm. because they see it. And the more young girls that saw it, the more young girls, oh, mom, I want to take class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they saw it, so is that it, it? It trickles down and it it connects that way. So go out there and 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 do it. But it it needs to be seen. The representation needs to be there and and visualized. And I have a saying: make it make it the norm, not a novelty. Mm. I love it whether it's gymnastics, swimming, skydiving, horseback riding, whatever, there's someone that looks like us doing it, but it's not widely seen or exposed. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're doing, whatever activity charges your heart, you know, hockey, race car driver, Whatever that is, you might be the only one, but know that you're not the only one. Gotcha.
0: I love it. So we're going to wrap with that. Make it the norm, not a novelty. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cheryl. Lewis, oh, thank you, guys, you so much. Like she said, check check out Stunt POC on Instagram. Check out her out on Instagram at Cheryl in Action. Of course, we're on Instagram. We're at Black Crew Call. And we will catch you guys next time. Like I always say, stay black and keep dreaming. Special thank you to Kalah for our theme music and for editing on this episode.